0: You're tuned in to the Thinking Loud Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons.
1: I want to wish everybody a great Monday. Uh, Happy MLK Day. Uh, We've got a great show in store for you. uh, Remembering a King, as we're calling it, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're going to be talking about the life, the legacy, and the literature of Dr. Martha King, Jr., in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, In the second segment, we're going to be talking about Uh, the legacy of Dr. King and the impact that he's made, not just in this country, not just in the black community, but even around the world. In the third segment of this week's show, we're going to be talking about his literature. I mean, not just the books that he's written, the different speeches, the many speeches that he's given. Papers that he's written, uh, sermons that he's given as well. It's time, 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 thinking of radio show.
2: The doctrine of black supremacy is as evil as the doctrine of white supremacy. <laughs> God is not interested merely in the freedom of black men and brown men and yellow men, but God is interested in the freedom of the whole human race. The creation of a society where all men will live together as brothers, and every man will respect the dignity and the worth of human personality, and the one way that every man would be able to do this is to remember that one word that jesus talked about so often that is the word love so in the midnight hour the life of our world and our nation i see men and women by the thousands running toward the church of god trying to get the bread of faith the bread of hope and the bread of love
0: a new episode of the thinking out loud radio show podcast starts now
1: Welcome to Remembering a King edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Guys, we've got a great show in store for you. I want to wish everybody a great Monday. Uh, Happy MLK Day. Uh, We've got a great show in store for you. Uh, Remembering a King, as we're calling it, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're going to be talking a lot about the life, the legacy, and the literature of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in this week's edition. Before we do any of that, guys, I just want to share with you an update on um, an event I went to last week. uh, And I posted on our IG and our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page regarding the Detroit Youth Choir. Guys, I am so godly proud of uh, this group of young people and their uh, musical director, Mr. Anthony White. Uh, He's been on our show several times. In fact, the last time I believe he was on, it was back in November of 2022, where he was talking about them going on America's Got Talent All-Stars. And uh, just recently, in fact, we talked about it on the last episode of um, the Thinking Out Loud radio show uh, that they were going to be on uh, Monday, January the 9th. And uh, we had an opportunity to go to their watch party that they had uh, right here in the city of Detroit. Uh, special guests invited and so happy to be a part of that man. Uh, it was just a tremendous time. Uh, of course, uh, you all know by now, they got a double uh, bu- a double golden buzzer from uh, the host, Terry Cruz. Uh, we didn't know that. Well, I didn't know it. Uh, and some of the other people that went to the party on January the 9th didn't know it. Um, Anthony didn't share that with us until we saw it uh, happen On air, and again, I was completely floored, like many people there. That uh, Terry Crews uh, gave them a second golden buzzer, guys. I want to share that moment with you right now. Take a listen.
2: best things. I'm actually quite emotional.
0: You know, that radiated more than just music and song and dance. It was emotion and passion. It was exciting. It was thrilling. And exactly what AGT All-Star needs to be. This is the, the competition of champions. And that was a championship performance. It really was.
3: Some choirs can be a little on the snoozy side, but not you guys. (laughs) Not you guys. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you just mashed that song up, like, and you just spat out a whole new thing, which was incredible.
2: I tell you what, we all need a Mr. White in our lives. Yes. Yo, 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 stop. You can go to the super vote on this one. <laughs> Mr. White! You have changed the lives of thousands of young men and women all over. And for what you have done for the city of Detroit, for what you have done in this world, one golden buzzer is not enough!
1: They did even
0: better
3: than that. Yeah.
4: Unbelievable.
3: Without was special, one of the best you've ever
4: seen.
1: It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm telling you. And uh, we posted it on our Facebook fan page, uh, you know, the reaction from the Detroit Youth Choir. Of course, they already knew uh, what had happened because, of course, they were there. Uh, But, you know, they were still excited. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I'm just, again, so very proud of these young people. And I told Anthony the very same thing in person that, man, he's doing Uh, phenomenal job as a leader of this organization Uh, shouts out to the Detroit Youth Choir Anthony White all the parents and supporters and volunteers uh, that are a part of this great organization that are really putting uh, the city of Detroit on the map and uh, I mean I really think they are the eyes-on favorite to win the million dollar prize uh in the the uh america's got talent all-star so we are definitely keeping our fingers crossed and praying so much praying uh for for their success uh but you all know we are supporting the detroit youth choir 110 percent, right here on the thinking out loud radio show As I said, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. We're going to be talking about the life, the legacy, and the literature of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and a lot of things we're going to be sharing with you about his life. Again, much of what you already know, but we have some interesting uh, insights into his life and the civil rights movement, and and more that we want to share. In the first segment, dealing with his life, and then in the second segment, we're going to be talking about uh, the legacy of Dr. King and the impact that he's made, not just in this country, not just in the black community, but even around the world. Uh, He, I believe, is a world leader and one of the greatest uh, leaders, I believe, in American history. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. And then in the third segment of this week's show, we're going to be talking about his literature. I mean, not just the books that he's written, many of which um, are powerful and still being read even to this day. And. Uh, being used in schools and universities around the country but the different speeches the many speeches that he's given papers that he's written uh, sermons that he's given as well we're going to talk about one uh, one sermon in particular that he did not have the opportunity to give because he was assassinated on April 4th of 1968 that sermon was entitled Why? America may go to hell. We're going to talk about that sermon in the third segment of this week's show. And then in our thought of the week, guys, we have a powerful sermon. One of my favorite sermons of Dr. King entitled, A Knock at Midnight. We want to share an excerpt of that powerful sermon as this week's thought of the week. Guys, I tell you, we've got a great show in store for you. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. If you're not supporting us on our Facebook fan page, please do so. Go there right now. Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. We're posting things every day on our Facebook fan page. We'd love to get your feedback on those posts and we'll share them on our Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. So do us a favor, guys. Guys, Go there right now Like that page Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ uh, Go and follow us on Instagram And Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or The TOL Radio Show Guys, we're even on TikTok as well We're posting videos We talked about this a couple episodes ago Of our strength training journey And we're getting uh, uh, You know, we're, we're starting to gain A little momentum Seeing some uh, results and we're even posting some Of that of those uh, on our TikTok and our Instagram So if you want to uh, see those Videos and we're going to continue Posting that as a part of our Strength strength training journey uh, Go there now to TikTok at TOL Radio Host MSN and Instagram as well uh, We call it the, uh, the hashtag we're using is Iron Mike, Iron Mike That's right guys so uh, we're having A little bit of fun with this uh, you know this is a part of one of our new year's resolutions we were, we we were started we had started this a few months prior to this new year so uh we're continuing with it and uh we're hoping that uh you you know might you might even be interested in joining us as well you know again we talked about this in uh one of our episodes uh a new year's episode of course where we where people you know are getting in shape this is the you know this is the time of year to do so and everything and we've got our weight uh weight training goals in mind and where we want to be uh and whatnot and we'll probably share a little bit more of that uh in our podcast in the in the weeks and uh, in the months to come. But uh, again, follow us uh, on, on Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on anything, any topic that we discuss, and even topics that you want us to discuss as well. Guys, we're very interested in what you think of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And guys, we want you to stay tuned for a very, very important interview we have coming up in just a few weeks. Very excited about this interview. We don't want to spill the beans just yet, but uh, that's why you got to stay connected with us on social media. Uh, but hey, this probably will be one of the first interviews we have in the month of February. I'm probably going to wait to February for Black History Month to share this interview with you. But we've got a great interview coming up in just Just a few weeks. So that's another reason to stay connected with us on social media, tap in, as they say, and make sure that you are connected with us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, because you don't want to miss out on anything. Guys, we're going to be talking to some very influential and important people throughout this new year 2023 so you't you don't, you do not want to you want to be a part of what we're doing right here on the thinking out loud radio show remember you heard it here first well guys we get ready to take a break when we come back we're talking about the life of Dr Martin Luther King Jr and what a life it was you don't want to go anywhere it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back'
0: ready, try, Our radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. On January 15th, 1929, a king was born.
2: Let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia, yeah, 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 yeah. let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Let freedom ring from every hill and lone hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when this happens.
0: He was a fighter for justice, equal rights, and freedom for all mankind. Free
2: at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are-
0: We salute you today dr martin luther king jr and may your legacy live on for generations to come happy birthday dr king from the thinking out loud radio show until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Emmy Award winning journalist, Jimmy
3: O'Heo have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed in our That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It my really long winded way Of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it, that's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed.
0: We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't, don't 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 touch that dial it's a thinking out loud radio show we'll be right
4: back god didn't
2: call america to engage in a senseless unjust war as a war in vietnam And we are criminals in that war. We have committed more war crimes almost than any nation in the world. And I'm going to continue to say it. And we won't stop it because of our pride and our arrogance as a nation. But God has a way of even putting nations in their place. The God that I worship has a way of saying, don't play with me. Has a way of saying the God of the Old Testament. the hebrews don't play with me don't play with me Babylon. be still and know that i'm God. you don't suck your reckless cause i'll rise up and break the backbone of your power that can happen to america every now and then i go back and read gibbon's decline and fall of the roman empire when i come and look at america I say to
0: myself, the parallels are frightening. Remembering, remembering a clean, clean.
1: Welcome back to the Remembering a King edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as I said before the break, we're going to be talking about Dr. King uh, throughout this entire Remembering a King edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In this first segment, we're going to be talking about the life of Dr. King uh, and talking about it from uh, various uh, interesting vantage points uh, in this first segment. We like to start by talking about Uh, Several things, of course, that, uh, you know, some of the attributes of Dr. King's character uh, that helped to mold and shape uh, the direction of the civil rights movement of which he was uh, the pivotal leader of Uh, one uh, bold characteristic of Dr. King that stands out to me was his courage. Uh, he was definitely a man of courage. He stepped out there uh, at a very young age and became the leader of the civil rights movement. The Montgomery bus boycott, as we all know, was the first um, uh, chapter of this uh, book of the civil rights movement that was penned by Dr. King and this and those uh, black men and women who stood by him and stood with him uh, during the uh, these tumultuous uh, the tumultuous times of the civil rights movement, and so courage definitely uh, was one of um, the uh, you know primary. Characteristics of Dr. King during that time it took a lot of courage for this young man fresh out of college uh, and in his father's pulpit uh, to uh, begin uh, leading a movement that would change the trajectory of this country. We all know that uh, the Civil Rights Movement started back in the 1960s and the Montgomery Bus Boycott was uh, the catalyst or the impetus for uh, this movement. We all we all know about Rosa Parks and uh, the fact that she decided one day to not get up uh, at, at the behest of the uh bus driver who demanded that she move to the back of the bus and uh and and give up her seat to a white pedestrian but she decided to stay there and the rest is history dr king um became uh involved in this movement and uh black people decided not to ride the buses in montgomery uh For approximately a year, it seemed, that this movement took place and it caught the attention of the entire country. And uh, they were marching and they boycotted uh, the Montgomery buses and black people in mass in Montgomery, Alabama decided, uh, as Dr. King once put it, to um, stand up. Uh, because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent, and so courage was again a big part of uh, the the civil rights movement, and one of the defining characteristics of Dr. King's leadership. I mean, it took a lot of courage for him uh, to to lead this movement in the face of so much obstacles and so much adversity uh, not just from the outside because of course we know what opposition he was against uh in the white community uh coming from uh the local state and even federal government during that time um and uh and what he faced Uh, but there was even some obstacles that Dr. King faced even within his own ranks people who might have been jealous of him leaders that were standing with him but stabbing him in the back A lot of things that he had to deal with during that time but uh, his courage to continue on in the face of adversity uh, was definitely a defining characteristic of uh, this leader that we have come to know and to love. Um, I often looked at this and wondered, you know, about not just Dr. King's courage, but uh, the collective courage of black people during that time frame. Uh, you know, the black church was a big part of, Uh, the backbone of the civil rights movement you know this was the headquarters for uh, their meetings and uh, the marches that took place originated from the black church and Dr. King being a pastor uh, as well as a intellectual uh, he used the black pulpit as a way to motivate and inspire those black people who might have been a little bit hesitant or reticent in participating in a movement like this. But they got behind him and supported him. And we know through the the prism of history uh, what took place during the 1960s and much of what took place then is uh, the reason why we are recognizing and celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. even to this day, but I wonder, I wonder, uh, you know, would that be what that that kind of movement have even been possible if it took place uh, during this time? Uh, i want yeah, I wonder, our black people, do we have the same kind of uh, courage and determination that? Those black men and women had during the 1960s. It's interesting to, if you think about it, because um, you know there is a truism of the civil rights movement that, uh, and uh, that that I've often thought about, and and um, that is very interesting when you think about all that black people went through. Uh, during that time period, because of course we are we are resilient people. I, I I will definitely say that, and I'm not going to take anything away from our resiliency as a people. 400 years of slavery, um, the civil rights movement, Jim Crow, segregation, racism, coming through all of this, and Dr. Cornell West says this all the time that white America should be giving should give black people a standing ovation for everything that we have been through and yet we do not uh, seek revenge or retribution for the the, the years the, the, the centuries of abuse and enslavement that was um, uh, that 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 we had to endure and go through but we continue to give out what he says love we continue uh, the, the 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 love train as he talks about so often uh, in his speeches in his conversations uh, dr dr. Cornell West always talks about the love that black people uh, exude and emanate by uh, as 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 opposed to all of the vitriol and venom that is uh, spewed our way, and and we've had to endure as a people. But I want to know. I am I'm, I'm I wonder. I wonder. Do we have this? Has did that? Does that that courage that those black people had during the 1960s? Uh, did that carry over? Uh, to this particular day and time, because you know, there's a truism whether we want to believe it or not, but there's a truism of Black America that um, is is quite uh, quite revealing. You know, the less Black people had during the Civil Rights Movement, the more they were willing to sacrifice. Let me say that again. The less black people had during the civil rights movement, the more they were willing to sacrifice. And here's the other part of that statement. Conversely, the more we have now, the less we're willing to sacrifice. This is a truism of this generation versus black people during the civil rights movement. I wanted to do you, would you agree with that or not? You know, the less black people had during that time black people we were you know there were more black people that were living below the poverty line there weren't a lot of people that uh, lived a middle class life uh, who had access to a good paying job uh, was making more than minimum wage some were not even given those types of opportunities families living together some um, you know living in and ghettos and living in impoverished areas in our country and yet still had to face uh, racism and discrimination and segregation from white America on a, con- a constant basis um, but these black people were courageous when it came to standing up for what they believed in marching and boycotting and um, sustaining a movement that they did not see uh, immediate results the this movement took time it took manpower it took determination it took uh it took money it took uh, a lot of um planning and it took a lot of faith and prayer that went into uh what they had to do and accomplish to get to where we are now and i wonder you know do we have that kind of courage that uh those men and women had during the 1960s i would hasten to say that that is probably not the case because um, conversely, the other side of that statement says the more we have now, the less we're willing to sacrifice. You know, now we have more, we have access to wealth, we have access to better paying, good paying jobs, we have access to, uh, you know, more Uh, material things we have we're living in better homes driving better cars Um, we are uh, living better lives than many of those who whose shoulders we stand on today and if the circumstances were the same today as they were in the 1960s I wonder If we would have had the same uh, fortitude, the same kind of courage and tenacity and determination that those men and women had given the fact that we have more than what they had in the 1960s. It is a very interesting, very interesting question. I believe God knew exactly when we should be born. You know, we he, he knew exactly what era we should be we should have come in and been born into because um he he is again the orchestrator of it all and he knew exactly when we should be born and exactly what time frame we should we should have come about because you know, I, I would, I would, I want wonder, wonder would we be able to handle that kind of abuse? You know, uh, during the '60s, let we can even go back even further than that. Would we even been able to handle slavery? You know, uh, picking cotton and 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 all that that uh, that black people went through, our ancestors went through. You know, people like Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and Frederick Douglass and 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 those who came up during that time. Would we be able? Would we have been able to handle that? I, I I don't know. I I I don't know. I really don't know. I I I would like to think that we we could. You know, I I like to think that we would have. You know, done what would what what would have been necessary for us to get. Uh, from point A to point B, but I wonder because, you know, again we're we're in a different era, we're in, in a different time period. Um, but if nothing else, what all of this does, it should generate a a, a greater level of appreciation for what our ancestors did go through, because. You know, if it had not been for their courage, if it had not been for their fortitude, if it had not been for their leadership and their sacrifice, we would not be where we are today. Um, and uh, you know, you, when you think about uh, men like Dr. King and 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 um, and, and those who who were with him in the, in the civil rights movement, many, many people that supported, uh, that cause and, and, and the, the, the legislation that came out of the civil rights movement, the voting rights act, the civil rights, um, the civil rights act, you know, those were, um, monumental legislation that changed again, the trajectory of this country and put us on a path to equality as a people. Again, we still have problems, we're still dealing with, still challenges that we are facing but we are much better off than we were you know, 50, 60 years ago because of the courage of people like Dr. King courage of people in the movement that um, would not give up John Lewis, would not Uh, take down would not uh, uh, give up his determination his courage was remarkable and again I'm reminded of something that Dr. King said when he was alive if a man hasn't found a cause in which he would lay his life down for he isn't fit to live what a powerful, powerful statement. Again, this again speaks to the courage of Dr. King. If a man hasn't found a cause in which he will lay his very life down for, he isn't fit to live. As you look at the events of the Civil Rights Movement, the activity, the accomplishments, the objectives of the, of the Civil Rights Movement, The question of life and death was definitely intermingled and integrated into everything that they did, every decision they made every choice they made, every, uh, every strategy that was put in place. The question of life and death was, um, was of, of, of grave significance and everything that they did, whenever they set down the plan, anything, that question of life and death was in, was squarely in front of them. And they decided Wholeheartedly, That they would pursue That what they were That what they were pursuing Was worth it Collectively they decided What they were pursuing Freedom, equality, justice Was worth it If not for themselves For their children For their children's children It was worth it And oh what a sacrifice they made for us and that is why we have to take time to celebrate and commemorate and recognize and acknowledge the tremendous shoulders that we stand on as a people our roots are deep and um, and that is the reason why we wanted to take the time today to talk about and discuss and commemorate and recognize the lives of those whose, without which we would not be where we are today. Guys, I'd love to know what your thoughts are about this—the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Remembering a King feel free again to post your comments on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud hq uh, follow us on twitter and instagram at tolradiohostmsn. radio Host love to know what your thoughts are how do you feel dr king either directly or indirectly impacted your life uh and uh, and the lives of those that you are connected with Guys, we're getting ready to take a break But when we come back We're going to talk about the legacy of Dr. King The legacy of Dr. King He did leave a tremendous legacy Not only in this country But even around the world You don't want to go anywhere You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Remembering a King edition We'll be right back
5: Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked.
0: Today is a special day around the country.
2: Something is happening in our
0: world. The masses of people are rising up. Today we celebrate the birthday of one of the greatest leaders in American history. And wherever they are assembled today, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Whether they are in
2: Johannesburg, South Africa, Nairobi, Kenya, Accra, Ghana, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, the cry is always the same, we want to be free.
0: A man who sacrificed his life for a dream he had for America. Happy birthday, Dr. King. from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Martin Luther King III.
1: You know, I've had an extraordinary uh, life. Discussing what it's like
0: being the son of an iconic legend as Dr. King.
1: Uh, uh, So many opportunities that I shared with my father in a very short period of time. I was 10 years old when he was killed in 1968 and uh, of course i shared far more opportunities because i had uh, the ability to, well because my mother lived so much longer uh started the martin luther king center for Nonviolent social change uh worked very hard to get the martin luther king uh, junior our uh, junior uh, national holiday so i look at it as a tremendous uh, really blessing we
0: bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts Only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
1: Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you? That you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were naked. you to believe? Who told you
0: that you were naked It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must have. Pastor Nimens talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eve. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com.
1: Like a victim when you are already victorious. I
2: know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, however frustrating the hour, it will not be long. Because truth crushed the earth will rise again. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. Yes, sir. Because no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. How long. Yes, because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, sir. How long? On the scaffold, wrong way on the throne. just yes, that scaffold sways the future. Yes, Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. How long? Not long. Because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes, sir. He's trampling out the village by the oh, greats of wrath are stored. Yes, yeah. He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Yes, his truth is marching on. Yes, sir. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is lifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. All yes. oh, be with my soul answer him. Be jubilant my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. This truth is
0: marching on. Remembering
1: We are back on the Remembering a King edition Of the Thinking Out Loud radio show Guys and in this entire episode We're dedicating to the life And the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In the first segment we talked about Dr. King's tremendous life the life that he led—a life that was taken at the tender age of 39 years old, very young man—but uh, his life, in within that life, he accomplished so much. Uh, I mean, from writing books, from giving speeches, um, uh, winning prizes—I believe over 300 and some awards—that. Dr. King, that was attributed to his name while he was living. Of course, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And there was there's legislation that the Civil Rights Movement uh, is credited for. Um, just accomplished so much. And yet, I'm sure he felt like there was still yet so much that he had to do before his untimely death. And in this segment, we're going to talk about legacy because he left an indelible mark on not just our community as black people, not just in this country, but I would dare say around the world. Dr. King is a global advocate, a global figure. Uh, We had his son. We were one of the highlights of this podcast in the six years that we have been doing it we had an opportunity a couple years ago to interview Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s own son Martin Luther King III and uh, on the on this show he talked about his dear father he talked about um, the impact that he made in his life at a young man of 10 years old and uh Dr. King, uh, he, his son uh, is a global advocate and the only reason his son is able to occupy that space is because his father was considered a world leader as well. Um, and so uh, Dr. King, again, not only touched the lives of people within our community, uh, the lives of people within this country, but people even around the world, and uh, legacy is uh, so very important to think about. You know, when you think about, we always talk of often about the goat or the greatest of all time, and uh, in my in my humble opinion. Is is th- those people who are considered great are those who I think transcend their particular era or their particular time period. If you're if you were great in your time and, and after you're gone, uh, your name is not mentioned or evoked or um, people are not. Uh, still talking about what you what you did or what you had done have done then maybe you know you weren't as great as you might have thought you were that's again just my humble opinion but if if you are still being talked about if your if your uh, contributions if your Achievements s- Transcend Your Time period If people Are talking about you That never even had an opportunity To actually see you At your best Then Maybe <laughs> Maybe you are you, you, Maybe you qualify as someone who is is great um, you know and this is just one example of this you know we 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 look at we have this debate all the time about Michael Jordan and LeBron James and who the greatest is of all time between the two and we do that based on their achievements you know who won the most MVPs who have who has the most. Uh, NBA championships. Who did it uh, more consistently uh, on a on a, on the at the highest level on a consistent basis? That would that is our measurement of greatness when you compare the two. But one thing that I look at, you know, uh, when you when you begin to consider who is the greatest between the two is. You have people, and when you're talking about Michael Jordan, for example, he has, you know, of course, the the Air Jordans that are immensely popular with, uh, you know, people of not just his generation, my generation, but even my children's generation. Uh, And what's interesting is in that generation, my children's generation, they never had an opportunity to see him at his greatest they never had an opportunity to see this man playing at the highest level but they have the ability through social media through YouTube videos and whatnot, to see the contributions that he made to the NBA and beyond and young people around the world wear his uh, shoes that never got a chance to see him play and debates are happening amongst those same amongst that same generation about his greatness that never got a chance to see him actually be great in person Um, and and you know that's just one part of it of course because there are more factors I think that are involved in that conversation, but uh, that is uh, that's definitely a part of it. I, I think that if you had an opportunity to see someone at their best, you know, then of course that would definitely um, influence how you felt about that person, and if you if in fact they fall in the category of greatness in your mind and in your view, uh, and this, and much in the same way when we look at uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Him, uh, you know, being the, the the leader that he was, and and uh, and yet his accomplishments and achievements are still being felt even in this day and in this time. Uh, I, I think is a testament to uh, his greatness. It's a testament to his courage and his determination, which we talked about in the first segment but legacy even speaks to uh the the legacy speaks to more than just what he was able to do but it also speaks to the lives that he touched and and how those lives are even touching other lives you know what I'm saying? That 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 really makes makes this thing much bigger than even he was, because I think it's one thing for him to uh, be the leader of the civil rights movement and to have orchestrated marches and demonstrations and sit-ins and boycotts. Uh, when he was alive and and given you know speeches and written books and and given sermons to influence um, and to motivate and inspire black people during the civil rights movement. Uh, but then for, but then for him to have have died, and yet they are still, Men and women that have that he influenced that are yet influencing others that is a testament to his greatness and it's a testament to his legacy his long lasting legacy that is yet being felt even in this day and in this time when you think about uh, you know some of the things that have have kind of sprung forth out of the civil rights movement you think about the rainbow coalition uh... Uh, That is founded by Reverend Jesse Jackson And the National Action Network Reverend Al Sharpton These are movements These are organizations that Sprang forth out of Um, you know the civil rights movement the southern leadership conference the NAACP uh, black historical black institutions and organizations that have carried our people even after uh, one of his um, biggest leaders has uh, gone on Um, and you think about Uh, You know, what's happening even today in black activism, the Black Lives Matter movement and Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown and Stacey Abrams, you know, two pivotal individuals that are making another impact in this generation when it comes to the power of the black vote. Very important. Very important. You think about the black, the power of the black church. Uh, which was powerful back in the 1960s, and yet it is still an a, 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 a influential institution even in this day and in this time. You think about black fraternities and sororities. You think about black media, people like Roland Martin, who has uh, his own black television network, um and, and and you think about uh the black news uh network uh black entertainment bet of course but then it spans beyond bet to all of the uh entertainers black entertainers like Uh, your Eddie Murphy's your Dave Chappelle's and your uh, Beyonce's and Jay-Z's and P. Diddy's and you talk about even your black athletes you know again the Michael Jordan's the LeBron James the Kobe Bryant's the uh, you think about uh, the uh, the you know athletes that span black athletes that span all of the various sports that are out there you think about Black colleges, H, uh, historically black colleges, HBCU, Spelman, Morehouse, Florida A&M, Jackson State, Kentucky State. There are a number of black colleges and institutions that, that that have come out of the civil rights movement that are very much a part of the legacy of Dr. King. And then you talk about black money black money guys I mean you think about the billionaires that <laughs> the black black wealth that we have access to now that uh, was unheard of during the 1960s people like uh, Robert Smith uh, Oprah Winfrey Michael Jordan Jay-Z P Diddy Tyler Perry Rihanna many many others uh uh you know that are not millionaires, but you're talking about billionaires, which they have ascended to a level of wealth that is in the upper echelon of the 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 top what one percent of this country and and dare I say even the world when you talk about billionaires and uh and, and so all of these individuals attribute can you can't will, will if you set them down and talked about whose shoulders that they stood on dr king would definitely be one of them oh and and, and black politicians black you know you talk about black politicians you of course you talk about you know your uh, barack obama's you talk about hakeem jeffrey you talk about uh, Raphael wardak and and uh, Alexandria uh, Acosta, uh, Acosta-Cortez. Um, you talk about uh, you know, John Lewis, and you talk about Maxine Waters, and Kamala Harris, and there's so many black politicians that have come out of Dr. King's legacy, and are, and are recipients and beneficiaries of Dr. King's courage and determination and strength it's, it's it's it is incredible. It really is. It is absolutely incredible when you talk about that. And that to me is the measure the measuring stick of success when when you talk about legacy because um, his name will forever be cemented in again not just Uh, the the eternal conscious of the black community but our country and even the world Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and you think about his children and how they have made sure that his legacy will never ever be forgotten. The Martin Luther King uh, the King Center in Atlanta, Georgia of course, you have the monument that now sits in Washington D.C., uh, and uh, you know he—he is—he <clears throat> has definitely made an indelible mark uh, in in the uh, in our American conscious and dare I say, even the world's. Uh, just a tremendous figure in history, and uh, one you know just and and that speaks to his legacy. It does. It speaks to his legacy. It speaks to uh the indelible impact that he has made uh in all of our lives whether it's been directly or even indirectly. And most of us has been indirectly because you know, I have I've never had an opportunity to talk to Dr. King, but I can say I talked to his son. I had a lengthy conversation with Martin Luther King III, and I recommend that you go back and listen to that podcast. If you hadn't have an opportunity, have had haven't had an opportunity to listen to that podcast, you can go back to our Thinking Out Loud radio show archives and pull up that podcast and check it out. Listen to him talk about his father, talk about his mother, Coretta Scott King, talk about his family, talk about his children, and how they're continuing. The, the legacy that their father left behind for them. Uh, just tremendous. And uh, I'm a, a huge supporter of the King family and all that they're doing uh, to, um, again, uh, elevate their father's name in uh, our collective conscience. And i uh, love to know what your thoughts are and feedback about this particular segment. Again, go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ uh, go to uh, social media Twitter, Instagram, Dtol radio host or Dtol radio show or TOL radio host MSN and we, we're even now on TikTok as well guys so we love to get the thoughts and feedback about this episode so do us a favor and post your comments guys we're getting ready to take another break when we come back we're going to be talking about the speeches, the literature, the books, and there's even one sermon that he never had an opportunity to deliver. We want to talk about that on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't 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 touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back.
2: I
0: have a dream. In August of 1963. Dr. King shared with America his dream. My poor little
2: children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today.
0: And now, 60 years later, his dream is becoming a reality. Yes, we can.
5: did it Joe. we've made
0: it the people have spoken let us never forget the life and the legacy of dr martin luther king jr i've
2: been to the mountain park. I don't
0: know. happy birthday dr king from the thinking out loud radio show
5: You send in to the Final Hour radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thoughtful experience
3: hey what's up everybody this is Jamel Hill and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man Michael Nimitz stay live
0: the Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you.
5: You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
2: really doesn't matter what happens now I left Atlanta this morning and as we got started on the plane that was six of us the pilot said over the public address system we are sorry for the delay but we have dr. Martin Luther King on the plane and to be sure that all of the bags were checked and to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane, we had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And then I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats, I talk about the threats that were out. Yeah. Uh, what would happen to me from some of We'll get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord.
0: Remembering a clean, clean.
1: We are back on the Remembering a King edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I hope you've been enjoying our discussion of the life, the legacy, and even the literature of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We're doing that in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we talked in the first segment about the life of Dr. King and and, uh, the courage uh, that he had as a leader and how that courage seemed to be unmatched in this day and in this time and then in um uh we talked in the last segment about his long lasting legacy and how his impact on uh, on 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 uh on people has now been is now Become infectious, and people that he touched are touching other people, and that is the uh, extent of his legacy. That is a demonstration of his legacy that's reflected uh, even in this day and in this time. And uh, and in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, the literature, the speeches, the books, the sermons of Dr. the King Jr. that are numerous. And, uh, you know, I am a lover of the works of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He was a uh, orator par excellence. Uh, he incorporated literature and poetry in his speeches. In fact, uh, he was a big part of uh, my, he was a big, he was a big influence in my life as a young man who, uh, you know once i was introduced to dr king by my dad and you know through albums and records uh that that he had of his and i would listen to them and play them back and forth and i would memorize things that dr king said uh, while i was doing menial chores around the house and i even uh uh, you know, recited uh, some of these speeches uh, at various events in the community, uh, you know, at certain times of my life. Uh, and he was also influential in my life when I decided to uh, pursue, uh, you know, oratory uh, when I was in high school and even in college. I won several awards because of speeches that I wrote that were influenced by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, his oratorical style, you know, he in, he incorporated again poets like John Donne and, and Schopenhauer, and he talked about Socrates and Plato, he talked about William Shakespeare, he talked about Paul Lawrence Dunbar, he talked about uh, the black poet, black poetry. Uh, in his speeches and and that was very um invigorating for me because uh his his the, his style of oratory was uh you know uh garnered a great deal of response from those who heard it and it was very um it it was exciting for me you know sitting down writing my own speeches and uh and and being able to uh, you know, win prizes and uh and become better at speaking because of uh my influencer, Dr. Martin Luther King Junior. Some of my favorite speeches of Dr. King was um of course I the I Have a Dream speech, the ones that we we all know, but of course there were some that many didn't know about. Uh the the speech he gave um uh, how long, not long. This was the speech that, that he gave uh, at the end of the successful march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge uh, that was in front of uh, the uh, governor's, uh, might have been City Hall uh, in uh, Selma, Alabama. Uh, how long, not long powerful, powerful speech. Of course, you know about the, um, I've been to the mountaintop speech. I memorized those and that, that speech. And, um, there were many, many others that Dr. King, uh, gave. And of course he's written books. Um, uh, you know, where do we go from here? One of them, uh, uh, Strive for freedom, uh, the measure of a man, strength to love. Why uh, we can't wait? Where do we go from here? Uh, the trumpet of consciousness. Uh, the uh, we all know about the, uh, the the famous letter from the Birmingham Jail. Uh, this is a letter that Dr. King wrote while he was uh, incarcerated in uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. And he wrote this letter uh, uh, very critical of um, white evangelicals who, who claim uh, to be supporters of the black movement, but yet they were constantly trying to get black people to wait their turn. Uh, and now is not the time, you know. Uh, he 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 he, uh, he 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 really looked at those individuals as accessories to uh, the crime of racism because they should understand that black people cannot wait. Why we can't wait? Um, and we also know about his famous uh, speech that he gave the eve of his assassination, entitled. I've Been to the Mountaintop, a very powerful address where he talked about um, a life-threatening incident where he was stabbed by a deranged woman uh, several years ago after writing his first book in New York City. And uh, he also talked about a very disturbing flight he took uh, to uh, Memphis uh, towards the end and of course he ended the speech talking about being or having experience going to the mountaintop. Very powerful, powerful speech and of course we all know about the drum major instinct sermon a powerful sermon that he basically eulogized himself and talked about uh, some of his accomplishments but those things do not matter in the grand scheme of things. But what's most important to him was if I could help somebody If, as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with the word of song, if I can show someone he's traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a Christian or if I can bring salvation to a world that's wrought, if I can teach the message as the master taught, then my living will not be in vain um, powerful powerful sermon uh, where he again talked about his accomplishments but those things in his estimation do not matter uh, because he was not in the movement for those types of acknowledgments or recognition but he was trying to move humanity forward and uh And then there was even a sermon or speech that he did not even have an opportunity to give. But uh, from what I understand, it was found in the jacket pocket of uh, found in his jacket pocket after he was assassinated. the speech or the sermon was entitled Why America May Go to Hell. Many people have talked about this. Many preachers have talked about this. Uh, from Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III to uh, Dr. Charles Adams and and other notable preachers and ministers have uh, referred to this uh, this speech that Dr. King wrote but was not able to deliver. And I, I ran across a very interesting uh, blog. It appears from. Uh, someone by the name of Jeanette Espinosa, uh, who uh, wrote about this very speech, Why America May Go to Hell. I just wanted to, and I'll post this on our Facebook fan page, uh, so she will get the credit for it, but uh, it is an interesting blog. I just want to read a couple paragraphs of it uh, as it relates to uh, this particular speech, but she starts off by uh, from a uh, starts off by sharing a quote from uh, Dr. King's uh, uh, daughter, Reverend Bernice King. Please don't act like everyone loved my father. He was assassinated. Uh, a 1967 poll reflected that he was one of the most hated men in America. Most hated, many. Who quote him now and evoke him to deter justice today would likely hate and may already hate the authentic king. Um, this is the speech I would have loved to hear. Um, now, This is coming from... The writer, Jeanette Espinosa, white Americans hold on to the I have a dream speech because it spoke of unity and inclusion. There was no implicit language that served to string them up by their feet and expose all the maliciously horrendous things that were done by their ancestors and even by some today. However, while Dr. King didn't directly call out white supremacists, he masterfully discussed the fate of white America because of her wrongdoing in somewhat veiled terms. Dr. King, it would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. The sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end but a beginning. Those who hope that Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening If the nation returns to business as usual, this is an excerpt from the I Have a Dream speech given August 28th of 1963. And the year before his death, Dr. King was very outspoken about the shift from his dream to what he had begun to see as a nightmare. In an interview with NBC News on May eighth, nineteen sixty-seven, at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Dr. King spoke candidly with a reporter and revealed his growing frustration with white America due to the continued racism, oppression, and dehumanization of black people. At one point, the reporter asked, "Why is it? What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow got around it." was able to thrive in America, is it just because they are black?" Dr. King replied, the fact, that, the fact is that the Negro was a slave in this country for 244 years. This was a willful thing that was done. The Negro was brought here in chains and treated in a very inhumane fashion, and this led to the thingification, depersonalization of the Negro. He was not looked upon as a person or a human being with the same status and worth as other human beings. The other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually rationalizing that wrong. So slavery was justified morality, biologically, theoretically, scientifically, and everything else. It seems to me that white America must see that, in, that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. This is one thing that other immigrant groups hadn't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma and that can be never overlooked. We're going to post this on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, but this is an excerpt of a blog entitled Why America May Go to Hell. Uh, Again, taken from the uh, sermon that Dr. King uh, wrote but was not able to actually deliver and uh, you know much of it is is true I I mean she is basically sharing with you some thoughts from Dr. King that he gave toward the end of his life uh, talking about uh, the persecution and the dehumanization of black people that we had to endure. And 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 again, we talked earlier about how Dr. West talked about the love train and how black people did not internalize that hurt and 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 then seek revenge against the white man. But yet, all our lives, we we've only been trying to uh, reconcile or trying to seek out justice and not revenge. And uh, and 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 when when it when all of that abuse, all of that hatred, should have uh, generated and the the the, the uh, generated an opposite response. It should have generated uh, uh, the same hatred. It should have generated the same vitriol and venom that was spewed at us that's what that abuse should have uh, resulted in but it did not and uh, when you think about uh, I'm sure uh, but he is definitely high on my list of influential African Americans and influential Americans period Uh, he's a man who God used in a mighty way and uh, I all, we all should feel privileged to uh, have had the opportunity to uh, be blessed by his life whether it be directly or indirectly and um, I, I, um, our thoughts and our prayers are certainly with his family and, uh, and again I pray that Uh, his life, his legacy uh, will continue to be felt uh, for generations and generations to come. Guys, we're going to take our last break, but when we come back, we're going to share with you our thought of the week. It's an excerpt from one of his most famous sermons entitled A Knock at Midnight. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back.
5: Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Vision is a life changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnemons.com. Get your copy today.
0: Vision, Vision, Vision. On January 15th, 1929, a king was
2: born. Let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Let freedom ring from every hill and hill of Mississippi, yeah. from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when this happens.
0: He was a fighter for justice, equal rights, and freedom for all mankind.
2: Thank God Almighty. We are free. Man.
0: We salute you today, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and may your legacy live on for generations to come. Happy birthday, Dr. King, from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
1: Time, time, time for the Thinking Out of Our radio show thought, 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 thought of the week As we said earlier, we want to share an excerpt of one of my favorite sermons from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. entitled "A Knock at Midnight." Take a listen.:
2: Good night in uh, social order. It's midnight in the psychological order, it's midnight in the moral order, but as in the parable, so in our world today, the deep darkness of the midnight is interrupted by knock. The parable talked about this man seeking three loaves of bread, physical bread, In our world today, men and women are in search for three loaves of spiritual bread. They want the bread of faith. So many people have lost faith in themselves. They've lost faith in their neighbors. They've lost faith in God. In the midst of this faithlessness, they find themselves crying out, Lord, I believe, but help thy mine unbelief want the bread of faith then that is the quest for the bread of hope everybody needs this bread everybody wants it when you stop hoping you die and yet so many people have lost hope today they feel that they have nothing to look forward to so many young people have lost hope they have become cynical, they see all of the problems of the world. So many young men feel that there's nothing to look forward to in life but going to the battlefield, giving one's life maybe in something very futile. They look around the world and they lose hope. So many people find themselves Crying out with Shakespeare's Macbeth That life is a tale told by an idiot Full of sound and fury signifying nothing So many find themselves crying out With the philosopher Schopenhauer That life is an endless pain with a painful end so many find themselves crying out to on a Dunbar, bar, crust of bread in a corner to sleep in, a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, a pint of joy to a peck of trouble and never to laugh that the moans come double and that is life. In the midst of this hopelessness, men and women reach out for the bread of hope. Then that is the quest for the bread of love. Everybody needs this bread. We need it in two ways. First, we need to learn how to love. The great problem of mankind today is still that there's too much hatred around. More than anything else we've got to learn to love. In America, the white man must love the black man, and the black man must love the white man because we are all tied together in a single garment of destiny. And we can't keep having riots every summer in our cities. We can't keep having all of these problems all over our nation. Our white brothers must understand that we are too poor. The federal government has enough money to get rid of slums and poverty and get rid of these conditions that make for riots. There's no point in continuing to make up excuses. Our white brothers have got to come to see one thing. We are in America and we are here to stay and we've got to learn how to live together. We ain't going nowhere. That's the basic need in this country. 22 million Negroes that we have counted up, the census figures give us that. Now they don't take under consideration the number of Negroes that ran when they saw the census man coming thinking it was somebody to collect the bill. So when you add the numbers they didn't get, it's at least 30 million Negroes in America. And we are here to stay. Now, our white brothers have got to learn to live with us. Now in our anger and in our response to the oppression and the hatred that we face, we must not, you know, turn around and do the same thing. You see, you never solve one problem of tyranny by substituting a new tyranny. The doctrine of black supremacy is as evil as the doctrine of white supremacy. God is not interested merely in the freedom of black men and brown men and yellow men, but God is interested in the freedom of the whole human race. The creation of a society where all men will live together as brothers, and every man will respect the dignity. The worth of human personality. And the one way that every man would be able to do this is to remember that one word that Jesus talked about so often. That is the word love. So in the midnight hour, the life of our world and our nation I see men and women by the thousands running toward the church of God trying to get the bread of faith the bread of hope the bread of love now go with me a little further if you will you remember when that man knocked on the door
1: Enjoyed that powerful excerpt from the sermon entitled A Knock at Midnight. And even though this sermon was delivered 60 years ago, it seems that this sermon is as powerful today as it was when it was first delivered. And the part that really resonates with me the most is Dr. King's message about love. Love is indeed the principal thing, and I'm reminded of. The scripture in St. John 3.16 For God so loved the world Not just the white man Not just the black man Not just the brown man Or the yellow man But God loved the world That he gave his only begotten son That whosoever believeth in him Should not perish But have everlasting life We thank God for The life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. May his legacy forever live. And thank you for tuning in to this week's Remembering a King edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I hope you enjoyed this edition as we talked about the life, the legacy, and the literature of this iconic and legendary leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, He is truly one of my heroes. As you know, I've shared this before in uh, earlier episodes of the podcast that uh, he is certainly someone that I've admired and looked up to even though I was not around when he was. But he certainly has left an indelible impression and and impact on my life. And um, I have to say that uh, as a part of this podcast One of the high points Was being able to interview His uh, his son Martin Luther King III And uh, I, it's, it's definitely something I will never forget and forever treasure As a part of This podcast In fact if you missed that episode You can certainly go back to uh, Our archives And uh, so on our website com or anywhere You listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, you should be able to go back and uh, it's a two parter uh, there. You can listen to uh, this uh, uh, Martin Luther King III's interview, the masterclass, as we called it, where, we, where he talked about uh, his father, he talked about uh, his children and uh, and the impact that that his father made in his life and what he is doing uh, to uh, live out his father's legacy uh, even. Staying in this time So I recommend you go back And listen to that entirely Guys again we got a great interview Coming up in just a few weeks We're going to be sharing more about it You got to stay tuned and stay connected with us Remember to follow us on social media Facebook.com Forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ Or on Twitter and Instagram At TOL Radio Host MSN Or The TRL Radio Show Be sure uh, to check us out follow us again on tiktok at tol radio Hoax msn or stop by our website michaelnemons.com guys we've got a lot of great things there for you as well guys we get ready to get out of here again thanks so much for tuning in this week next week we're going to have another great show in store well, until next time, guys, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind's the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening.
0: you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Want to be a guest on the podcast? Send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in each week for the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.